you Yeah, yo There whenever it matters and even more when you feel like it doesn't Protect you so you never feel like you wasn't Know I'm right alongside you, here by that I'm behind you But always got you, end the discussion, nothing means more First one to offer his shoulders for what you preach for Thought I saw the eyes of the world until I seen yours And know that I ain't see a better view yet I'm with whatever, so don't ever you fret Know that you covered, not a hurdle or a heartbreak To change what a part take Cause none of them won't ever get comfortable in your walkway My job is to aware you, fully loaded Prepare you for all of the above that I'm never letting get near you. But still, I know, give you every advantage I found. Couldn't find a better fit for them along with my crown. And since the baton was passed, hopping down, cause feeling's not an option and dad is not a noun, not at all. Welcome to the Dad Is Not A Noun podcast. This is a special episode featuring myself, Rockin' Mr. Magic of Jeek Nation, joined by my good friend, host of Dad Is Not A Noun podcast, Mr. Ishmael Street. What's going on, everybody? What's going on, Ish? You feeling good? I'm feeling lovely. Awesome. Well, we're both feeling lovely because today we are joined by our special guest, New York's own NBA All-Star, Kenny Anderson. Kenny, welcome to Dad is Not a Noun. Oh, man. Thank you for having me. Thank you. No, thank you for being on the show, man. Truly, man. Truly appreciate it. Um, let's get into it. Um, I was I enjoyed the film. Mr. Oh, Chip was a great film. Just emotional, deep, powerful impact. Um, what did you want this film to come across to people that's watching the, who watched the film? I, I just wanted to to be real, you know, what I was, uh, just the whole aspect of Kenny Anderson, you know, you saw it, you saw it real and uncut, you know, and that's what uh, Jill Campbell did a great job. You know, um, that's my director. She told me, you know, what do you want? You want to uh, just to do uh, a documentary like everybody else or you want to be different? And I said, I want to have some type of, you know, be let's be different, and being being different was just telling the truth, <laughs> the the honest truth, and um, and that's what I did. I, you know, that's what I did, and I was finished. And one of the reasons that I could do the 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 the, the ongoing truth is I was finished playing basketball, so right. it was just it was just boom. You know, it was a great. I I, I believe it, it got me going in the right direction for self for self. Mm. And that's what I and that that's what I wanted to that's what I wanted it to do. And um it's just you know, Mr. Chibs is just a blessing for myself. And it definitely and it I got to know you as the man and the basketball player. Yeah. And then one of my favorite parts of the film was your interaction with your kids. Yeah. So your kids watching your the film, what did their response were like from the film? I you know, we got ups and downs. They were very some was very, you know, um now my daughter's my I got a, my daughter Danielle is thirty, uh, Chrissy is twenty eight, Lyric is twenty six, and uh, Jazz is uh twenty four, and Tiana who I live with is twenty, and then Kenny, my oldest son is uh, twenty one, twenty two, and uh, Devin is uh about eighteen, nineteen, and uh, my son who I live with Kenny. Kenny Jr. is about 20 also. So, you know, it, they they all, you know, 
got different opinions about my film, but I just wanted to be real and honest with them. And they're being open and transparent about your childhood trauma with them. How did they feel about finally knowing that for the first time? Um, it, it was a little, it was a little, um, bothersome, you know, for them, but I had to, uh, I had to, you know, I had to be honest with them and, 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 and let it, and let them know, you know, your, your, your dad wasn't always, I, I wasn't always a good man. And, um, you know, um, in time, you know, I'm 50 years old now. Um, I, I had it early. I had it early. Um, I went to Archbishop Law High School and I kind of, you know, that's when I really put all put all my work into myself somewhat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I put it all in myself. And I, you know, from 15 years old to, to 18, 19, I was just focused on making it. I was focused mm -hmm. on making it. And, um, you know, Malloy was everything to me, my high school. And um, I, it just was a blessing that I got into the school. Um, Brother John Klein, um, I remember, you know, when I when I had to take the test to get into the school, took mm -hmm. a test by myself in the office by myself. So wasn't nothing going on. Was it? It was. It was sort of like you ain't gonna cheat on this test to get into right. school. <laughs> <laughs> so I took the test and um, I passed. And La uh, Howie Lawrence was a good friend of mine. He coached women. He paid my tuition with no whole bar, with nothing. Wow. No, wow. he paid, he paid, but he paid my tuition. He just said, you keep your, you keep your average over B average. You're fine. And I was fine. And I had to do a lot of work and um, I wanted to do it because, because I had all of this set up in my mind to make it for me and my mother. Right. So I wanted to make it, you know, and how can I make it in basketball? You know, um, Vincent Smith, my mentor, uh, you know, he, you know, he said, Hey man, you can make it, you know, this is how he gave me the ingredients and I just took it and ran with it, you know, took it and ran with it and it all helped. It all paid off for me. And I just thank God. And they did, man. What you got, Mr. Magic? Huh? I was talking to uh, oh, okay. Mr. Magic. What you got? What you got? What question you got, Mr. Magic? Well, um, my first my question for you, Kenny, was you, you, you mentioned that 15 to 18 year old time frame. Yeah. Uh, where you were really focused on on making it. Yeah. Um, so my my question is kind of a two part for you is that when you were doing that, uh, was that kind of an escape for you mentally uh, from what everything that was going on in, in, in your personal life? Uh, yeah, no, because my personal life, it definitely was, but it all happened to me when I was younger, 11 okay. years old, when the child molest molestation took place, 11, I was trying to find myself mm. and it took, and then, and then when I got it, I just threw it under the rug. You know, you know what I mean? When things happen, you just mm. threw it under the rug and I became this high school star and yeah, that's I mean when, and that's when, you know, I just threw it under there. You, you, you're not going to get none of that now. <laughs> you know, when I became the high school star in, in New York City, you know, um, it, it was just it was just a blessing that I that I played my freshman year on the varsity team. Yes, which which was never you know Archbishop Boy never did that, right. and I made it. I made the varsity team as a freshman. Um, I went. I just wanted to be on the team. 
Mm-hmm. I didn't know if I was going to play. I, 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 he, he didn't play me my first, the first quarter. He didn't play me. And I, then, I, I read that, that yes, he didn't he play did. the first quarter, which yeah. of every game. Yeah. Like, you, you would think after a couple games and you proved yourself, he would be smart <laughs> enough, like, I should play this kid more. No, I, I really didn't care. I was just happy to be on a varsity team as a freshman. Right. That's how I was. That's how me. That's how I was brought up. And um, uh, and then and then, you know, when I got this, you know, recently, I think uh, last year, mm-hmm. Greg Tracy was a senior. I was a freshman. He was mm-hmm. on that team. And wow. I and I um, I sent him a ball. Happy birthday. Just. I get a little emotional. Oh yeah, you yeah you think about school. yeah you think about those teammates those those bonds yeah, that, you, that, that you can make yeah. for life yeah that's what I got yeah those, my high know. school those guys Ralph James I still talk to today wow. uh, Pop, Pop Jennings Greg Tracy them are my high school teammates and uh, that's when it all started for me that's where it all started for me basketball mm-hmm. understanding you know basketball and understanding about team um i was 15 years old and i and i i was talented but i had to wait my turn right coach current and coach current my coach passed away who who's who who means the world to me um yeah, 15 so, years old is a, is a heck of yeah. an age to really start you know <laughs> molding yourself there yeah um, but it, it's crazy when, when we you look at a lot of the athletes who have had great prep careers. Yeah. Your prep career is still one of the greatest <laughs> ever. I mean, you I mean, you were the you were a four-time yeah. parade all-American which yeah. no one had done since Kareem mm-hmm. and you were the first player to be all-city four times. Like that is I with all it. the New York players with the, with Kenny yeah. Smith and Tinsley and Felipe Lopez and well, Mark Jackson like all these <laughs> yeah. New York names and you your prep career was was Tops. Yeah, it was. It was. It, it made me understand, you know, that um, you know, it, it was. It's more than. It was more than basketball. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, and like I like I said, it was easy. Basketball is easy. Life is hard, and that was the. That's the model of my documentary because I, you know, and then I chose to go to Georgia Tech, you know, with Coach Crimmins. It was just an awesome. My basketball run, my mm-hmm. basketball run, high school, college, pro. It's, it just was great, man. It's just just oh, it's just been great. Talk, speaking on college, um, yeah. There's there's two things, um, sports size and obviously personal side. Yeah. Um, talk talk to us about Lethal Weapon Three, because a lot of people forget about that trio. Yeah, Lethal Weapon Three was just was just awesome. You know, me meeting those guys my freshman year. It, it, it was weird. It was sort of like my high school my high school year all over again. <laughs> down Coming at in with the Tech. upperclassmen. Yes. And, um, you know, Dennis Scott was there. He was awesome. He was in great shape. Um, Brian Oliver, uh, my two guard, three guard. He played two and three. And then myself, uh, Kenny, you know, myself. And Malcolm Mackey was a forward from Chattanooga. Johnny McNeil, mm-hmm. Carl Brown. I know the whole team. It just was was just great memories. You know, we went all the way to the final four. We won the ACC that year. It was yeah. just great, man. Georgia Tech means the world to me. And and this is what, you know, pros is great. Don't get me wrong. But my high school career, Archbishop High School and Georgia mm-hmm. Tech, 
Georgia Tech. That that's my two. That's my two. Uh, um, uh, memorable, memorable, all memorable teams that I played on and I love. I love the I love Georgia Tech and Malloy. Those are my those are my two teams that I came up on. Well, definitely. I mean, that's where you made your your mark uh, collegially because there's that probably one of the most infamous crossovers in <laughs> history. Uh, like that still gets replayed when they show clips of, of final four yeah. yes. moments is Kenny Anderson on and Bobby Hurley. Um, what I'm sure you've been asked, like, what was that moment like where you're going up against a, a juggernaut uh, during that time in Duke? Uh, it was, it was great, but I went to Juggernauts in high school in New York area, in the playground. So it was just another competition that I had to go through. Uh, mm-hmm. Bob Hurley and Duke was was a great school, and um, Bob Hurley was awesome. But, um, you know, I knew I had to, you know, give it my all. And I was so excited because, you know, back home was watching the game on TV. And right. it, it, you know, I had to show out. You know, I had to show my, I had to show out, and uh, I did that. It was just great games, great competition going yes. against Bob Hurley and, and Duke University. So, in college, is when you became a father for the first time. Is that correct? Yes, 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 yes. So, what, what? Well, you've got this basketball success, and then you've got this child brought into your life. How did that- how did things change for you when that happened? Oh, that was it, it was great. You know, Danielle was awesome. You know, I had her in college and, um, you know, I just had to make way, you know, which which I did. You know, my mother told me, you know, um, you know, you, you, you got to be a father. You, you, you and I, I was trying to be a father. I was trying to, you know, coming, you know, coming. She was coming. I was visiting her. She was coming home to see my mom, everything. And and just then, then years came, you know, while I was still playing. It just got it just got difficult. But um Danielle and and, and Chrissy, those were my oldest, my oldest uh children. So they didn't get they didn't get the the the, the I, I, I like I like to say the, the bad Kenny. They was always in my life. They I was always in their life. And I was you, you know, I was there seeing them and raising them. And do you think that was kind of a struggle with you because you had a lot of mentors growing up, but you didn't have like an actual father figure? Yeah. Was that kind of that the reason why? Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, it was kind of it was kind of difficult. You know, I just didn't understand how to be a father, you know, because I, I didn't have a father in my life, you know, and and I was on top of the world, you know, um, just playing ball and, you know, I, just living the life. You know what I mean? So it was very difficult for me to understand. And, um, you know, now I'm starting to get it. You know, I get the life and I, I understand, you know, about being a father. Before I was just just trying to be myself. A lot of selfishness going on um, in, 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 in my own in my own heart. And then also, I, I you know, I can feel that passion or that sense of community because that's the one thing I got from the from the movie is that, you know, the one phrase you said, it takes a village to raise a child and you're a yeah. prime example of it. Yes. And basketball was that. So can you talk about how basketball became that sacred place of community for you? You know, kind of you didn't kind of get it from home, but it was from basketball. And then, you know, 
getting raised in in New York in in the, in the street ball. Yeah, I got raised. Uh, you know, through, I got raised, and I and I love my where I come from, um, Left Rack City, Queens. Um, they raised me. You know, everyone, everyone had their hand in it. Everybody helped me out when I needed something to eat, pizza. You know, um, they they would they would they would uh offer and take care of that. You know, to build pizza, drinks, and just all food. They knew they knew I had something special, and they wanted to help that. And they all helped. They all helped me develop that. But the father issue, they really couldn't. They re- they really couldn't fathom that. They they just didn't see that in me that I was that I was making kids like that. You know what I'm saying? But um, you know, then you then you get into my situation of making kids. That maybe with the wrong woman or whatever, and then they want to start wanting money. You know, so. Therefore, you know, I had to, you know, understand uh, a lot, a lot more of what was really going on in the process, you know? And how was that struggle of knowing who was genuine that yeah. wanted to see you do well from the people who was trying to take advantage of you? It was a real struggle. I really, you know, because um, my mother taught me, you always got to give, you always got to give and to help a lot of people. That's where we come from, you know, mm-hmm. and that's what I, and, and I still like with my wife to this day, she's like, ah, you got to calm down. You can't help everyone. And that's what I was trying to do. And that can get you, that, that can get you messed up at times with, with your finances, if you're not mm-hmm. careful. And, um, and that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to help. I had a Kenny Anderson summer classic, you know, um, play ball but like we came we went to like 68 teams in left rack city that i that i did totally on my own so wow. you know and so for 10 10 10 years straight wow. so that's something that, that i always wanted to do give my neighborhood something back to them and i did it was awesome that's and, fantastic yeah and talk about your passion for coaching because i know you want to be a a, a coach yeah. One, yeah. Like a coach for a college team one, t- one day? Yeah, I'm, at, I'm, I'm coaching at Fisk University. I'm down here in Nashville. I'm a coaching now at the NAIA, HBCU. I'm the head coach. So it's a great feeling. It's a great feeling. And, um, you know, just to understand the game. I under- I know the game of basketball. That's easy. But just to give these guys uh outlook on, on life. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I'm trying to do. If I made it, you could make it. You know, it's through basketball or, or you know, in in life, real jobs and things of that nature. Just setting it up. And it's an awesome opportunity to form the lives of of young people when you're coaching on any level, but particularly for yourself at the college, collegiate level. Um, these are you know obviously young men who are about to jump into the real world, and you know you're one of those uh, final lines of defense between them and and the wolves that are out there waiting for them yeah um when it comes to that portion of of coaching does the connection to basketball just make it easier for them to speak into their lives uh, yeah the connection of basketball you know is, is some is, is is easy you know that i can get to them you know i can mm-hmm. get to them because i played it on every level so right. it's like, wow, who am I? Oh, who am I? Oh, I'm listening to Kenny Anderson. He played on a pro level, played in college level. He played on a high. He should know about that. So then I can reach 
them in life, mm-hmm. you know, what's going on in their lives and things of that nature and just being true to them and understanding a lot of kids nowadays is not being uh, being lied to a lot. And mm-hmm. I'm I, and that's and that's what college basketball <laughs> comes down to. But not by me. I'm going to be real and, I, and up front with you. Mm-hmm. If, I, if I can do it, I can do it. If I can, I can't. And now um, a lot of coaches that 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 coach in the college is not truthful to some of these young men. They, right. They're truthful to their universities because they're trying to, you know, they're trying to, to ball out and, 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 and get wins so they right. can move up and go ahead. I'm just trying to help these young men survive in a thing called life. Yes. That's so true. And then also talk about your interaction with the, with your son in basketball, because one of your sons is a good yeah. basketball player. So can you yeah. talk about he, that dynamic of basketball and, and yeah. fatherhood with your son? Yeah, he uh, he goes to JUCO. He, he's decided to go to JUCO college. I was talking to him today and I am in uh, Oklahoma, NAI, NAO. That's what school he goes to. And he's doing extremely well, working out. Um, they, they, they're trying to wait and see if they're going to have their season in January. But I just try to give them advice, you know, straight up advice. No, 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 no BS. You know, just just work on yourself, work on your game, be a good teammate. And um, things will work out for you. And um, he's working out and he can shoot the ball extremely well. But now, you know, he's 6'3". I want to put the ball on the floor to make others better. And that's what he's trying to do. He played he plays defense, but, you know, he's getting better. That everything he do, he's 20 years old. So, you know, I think he's going to, I think he's going to be great. I think he's going to be great. Because I remember on the one part of the film, he was like, um, when you talk, when he was talking about the practice to be a student of the game, you know, yeah. watch, watch the game, you know, watch yeah. a college, watch pro, can kind of touch on that of him, learn it, yeah. try to teach him to be a student of the game. I try to tell him to watch the, 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 the watch, watch the game and, 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 Watch what you like, what you don't like, you know, take a little bit of everybody's game and work on it. But, you know, work on a guy that's playing defense 94 feet all the way up. See, see, you know, you can learn from uh, that type of defender. Mm-hmm. Um, how guys come off screens, Ray Allen. Check out how Ray Allen uses his screens. We work on shot selection, work on shot selection, things of that nature. Work, look at the game. Don't just look at the dunks. You know, a lot of kids look at the dunks <laughs> nowadays and um, they're not getting the full aspect of the game of basketball. I blame that on ESPN. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. ESPN, yeah. I love you, but, you know, the, the Sports Center highlights definitely got people from paying full attention to the yeah. game. Um, you, you mentioned, and it's really awesome that, you know, high school and your college teams are the ones closer to your heart. Um what is there one team that you played in 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 the in the NBA that you know was your your favorite one to be on? Um, whether it's not just the organization, but a certain year where Sorry. that team was just special to you. Well, well, my my NBA teams, I you know New Jersey Nets, Boston Celtics, and Portland Trailblazers. Those three teams mean the world to me. Uh, played 12, 12, 13 years with those three teams, and then all the other teams, it was just. You know, it was just I continue to try to stay in and make some money. Mm-hmm. That's all I was trying to do. But those three teams, New Jersey Nets, Boston Celtics, 
Portland Trailblazers, those are my heart. Those are my teams that I love, truly love. And uh, nothing more like playing in the NBA. It's just great, great talent. That's awesome um, that those those organizations mean so much to you. Yeah. Uh, as, as a fan, as a kid uh, watching you play, um, that 92-93 team that you were on um, just, like, was really, really interesting. Um, if you could talk just about the dichotomy with uh, the older players who were on their way out um, and you younger players that, whose stars were on the rise, and most people probably don't realize that yourself and Maurice Cheeks were teammates. Yeah. You know, Derek Coleman and Bernard King were teammates. Yeah. And you had Rick Mahorn, yeah. um, you know, Chris Morris, um, and of course, uh, Drazen Petrovic, uh, all on the same team. Yeah, we, we was just, that's a great bunch of guys, first of all. You know, Mo Cheeks, you know, you know, he was on his way out. He was just playing, um, uh, Chris Morris, Derek Coleman, uh, Derek Coleman. Um, I think Drazen Petrovic had passed away. No, he had, he had passed away that year. Um, Rick Mahorn, this guy's just great teammates. And, 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 and I made the all-star team that year, myself and Derek Coleman, and we had a very good team, but the East was loaded. <laughs> the East was, uh, with Michael Jordan, um, uh, on, on Chicago and Scottie Pippen on Chicago. And then they had, and then they had Cleveland, Mark Price, Brad Doherty, then Knicks with um, Charles Oakley, Ewing, Annie Mason, mm-hmm. and then Orlando with um, Penny Hardaway, mm-hmm. Shaquille O'Neal. So, so the East, we played every night. It was tough competition night in and night out. It was great. And then watching like your maturation in the game, yeah. Um, from from high school to college and to the pros, but at the same time, I start seeing you not loving the game. So yeah. when was that time when you said, "I don't love the game"? You know, I don't have that love. I don't have that fire, that passion for the game. Maybe when I left Port, like maybe when I left Portland, you know, when I was just trying to get money, you know, to to take care of my family. You know, um, I, I, like I said. The New Jersey Nets, Boston Celtics, Portland Trailblazers, awesome. but the other teams I played, I, I stayed in pretty decent shape, but I, I didn't really feel like the game. Uh, then my mother passed away. My mother passed away on my way out, you know, because mm-hmm. she counsels. Then that's when I said it's time for me to do something else. Well, my mother passed away. Um, it was time for me to coach and give back to the game that I love, and that was basketball. And we love you for that, man. And yeah. especially with the documentary being open and transparent. Yeah. Um, the last question is, uh, what, um, as a father, yeah. how, how, what have you learned through the journey of fatherhood? Uh, what, the journey of my father, everyone is different. So it's, you got to teach differently. And, that, and that's what I, you know, with, with boys, you know, nowadays it's 2020. It's just a, a, a lot of a lot goes forth with with being a father, you know. Um, you you got to teach them, you know, about um, what the government. It's like the government now, and just every every aspect of life you go through. And I, I say being a father is very could be very difficult, <laughs> you know. What I mean, so you know, then with 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 with, with your daughters, you got. You got men trying to talk to them and it just it just get it just get all crazy and you get hey but the one thing you can be and always is be truthful 
Mm. And I've always been truthful to my kids, no matter how I see it. I've been truthful and I've and I and I um I teach them the way the way I was raised. And that and that and me and my wife now, you know, it's she she says, ah, you can't do that. You can't teach like you used to. I used to live, but you know, and that's why I let my wife do a lot of the teaching nowadays for my kids. <laughs> that's what I did learn. Well said. I and I have that myself or it's yeah. even I've got it. We're a, a little 20, different. We're a little different. Yes. Yeah. I've got a 24 year old, 24 yeah. year old, a 22 year old, and oh. my youngest ones are 12 and 10. Okay. And I can't do all the same things yeah. that I did with the older ones just because yeah. times are different. Um, yes. That's you know, and it's like, I really want to go old school on them. Yeah. yeah you can. How I was raised and I raised <laughs> yeah, the older yeah. ones like that. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> you, you just can't do it. And that's what my wife, she's told me. I, I, I said, you're right. So now I listen to them. And it's and indeed. That's wise, wise words. Well, um, if you folks who are watching, you can see Kenny's Twitter on the bottom panel there. You can follow him at chips underscore one. You can also find him on Instagram. Definitely take a watch for the documentary. It's only it's been out for what, three years now. Yeah, three uh, years. Yeah, take take a look at it. It's an excellent watch, Mister Chips. Right now, you can find it. Um, you can rent it or buy it on Amazon Video. Uh, Kenny, we just thank you so much oh, for man. your time. It was a pleasure. It was a pleasure. Pleasure. Yeah. The pleasure is all ours. Uh, you can follow. Dad is not a noun on YouTube as well as you can find the follow. podcast. Is on not a iTunes, now. that's right. That's God, what's up, baby. Play Spotify. That is not a now. Get yeah, with get, it, baby. Get and with it. Shirts are in stock. If you want a shirt get like that Penny is rocking, yeah. uh, you can get one of those as well. But until <laughs> next time, we want to thank everyone for joining us on the Dad is Not a Noun podcast. All for you, yeah, yo. There whenever it matters, and even more when you feel like it doesn't. Protect you so you never feel like you wasn't. No, I'm right alongside you. Here but that, I'm behind you, but always got you. End of discussion. Nothing means more. First one to offer his shoulders for what you preach for. Thought I saw the eyes of the world until I seen yours, and know that I ain't see a better view yet. I'm with whatever, so don't ever you fret. Know that you covered, not a hurdle or a heartbreak to change what a partake. Cause none of them won't ever get comfortable in your walkway. My job is to aware you, fully loaded, prepare you for all of the above that I'm never letting get near you. But still, I know, give you every advantage I found. Couldn't find a better fit for them, along with my crown. And since the baton was passed, I've been down. Cause failing's not an option, and dad is not a noun, not at all. My message to any dad, man, first off, know that, yeah, it, it is a hard job, but it's the greatest job in the world. I wouldn't trade it for anything. I wouldn't change anything about it. Everything you're doing from here on out, if it didn't have purpose before, now it has purpose. It's the most important thing you'll ever do. Just be a dad.